Whenever we go through the liturgical year as a church, we encounter all sorts of different signs and symbols, many of them attached to different seasons or different times. If we go back just a few months, we started out the liturgical year with the season of Advent, and we had that Advent wreath that symbolized that hope and that expectation of Jesus' coming. Eventually, we traversed time, and we wound up at the Nativity, where we have that Nativity scene that so beautifully shows us the Incarnation, the fact that God became man and dwelt amongst us in our midst. And now we've moved on in, into a time where we're beginning the 40-day observance of the season of Lent. And here at the very outset, we're given this symbol to consider a cross in particular, but a cross made from ashes. Now, we're all very familiar with the cross as the symbol of our salvation, the way that Jesus Christ himself restored all of humanity into communion with God in salvation. And so he made salvation again possible by the power of that cross. We're all very familiar with this idea and very familiar with this symbol. But what about ash? Ash so often symbolizes ruin, it symbolizes destruction, something that has been taken away or something that has been absolutely destroyed, and yet we use this symbol on this day. Why are we returning back to these moments and these symbols? Perhaps it's because of where we are and what we're going to consider for these next 40 days. Because at the outset, we see this responsorial psalm that's given to us, and it says something very simple. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. And this is, it has two different points to it. The fact that we need God's mercy, but also the fact that we are sinners, that we are a people that fail, that oftentimes we settle for things that are less than God. We let things get in the way of that relationship, and so all of a sudden we find ourselves backing away very slowly, or even perhaps very quickly, from the Lord and from His commandments. And so we find ourselves in a place of want, in a place of need, and that's where the mercy of the Lord enters in. Because, in fact, we need the Lord's mercy. We need it to enter into those moments, and we need it to restore us to grace. But notice the fact of the matter that Joel gives us in his book. Because Joel is aware that we need to be returned to God, that, in fact, the Lord does look upon our sin, and he is willing to look past it, but we have to be restored, that we have to look for that restoration in him. And so he's telling us to go forward, to proclaim a fast, to do all of these different things. Why? Because the Lord wants to bestow his mercy upon us. And so he's telling us that we need to rend our hearts and not our garments, that we need to go forward and we need to fast, to weep, to mourn, to do all of these things to seek after the Lord and to seek after that restoration to him yet again. And so Joel's speaking to the Israelites at that time, but he's speaking very much to us today, reminding us that we too need to seek this restoration, that we need to be reconciled to God. And we're given this beautiful moment to consider that and to do just that action. But then we also have to consider that as we look at St. Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians, he's going through and he's telling about all of these different things and about the need for God's grace. But the question might arise, when do we need God's grace? When is the acceptable or the appropriate time to seek after the Lord? When is the appropriate time to seek redemption, to seek restoration in the Lord? And in fact, it is right now. And that's what St. Paul reminds the Corinthians, that it's not something that we get to down the road. It's not something that we'll do in a few years, or maybe when it seems that the light of life grows dim. But it's something that we should do here, today, right now. That it's something that we should concretely be setting our hearts upon, and we should set that task upon ourselves, especially during the season of Lent. 
And so St. Paul is very clearly speaking that now is the acceptable time, now is the day of salvation, that we should set about this work of restoration and returning to the Lord with all of our heart right here and right now. But what does that concretely look like? Well, then we get to Jesus and the gospel, who, and Jesus is very clearly laying out exactly what this is going to look like, because he's telling us these three different pillars that we always hear about during the season of Lent, that we hear about almsgiving, we hear about prayer, and we hear about fasting. Likely we know what these things are, at least on a, a superficial basis, but what happens when we really delve into them and see what lo- the Lord is asking and why he's asking us these things, why he wants us to set our hearts and our desires and set these tasks before us now. In fact, if we go into almsgiving, we see that the Lord is encouraging us to give alms, and we think of this in a certain way as giving money towards the church or maybe towards a charitable organization, but there's so much more at play. Because in fact, the fact that we give alms is we give charity, that we give out that love that so often we are quick to hold and withhold within our hearts and our souls. And so Jesus, in fact, is telling us to go forward and to be charitable, to go and to seek those that need our charity or need us to be restored to them. That, in fact, we should be looking for those opportunities to go forward and not just express charity in a sort of monetary way, but also to look for those ways that we are to give charity through virtue, the ways that we haven't been giving it in the past, but the ways that we have been given that ability to be restored right here and right now. So even those times where we may not have given charity in the past, now's the time that we give for those moments, and now's the time that we make restoration for those. Or what about those times of prayer, those times where maybe we didn't enter into prayer the way that we felt the Lord was calling us to do? Maybe now is the acceptable time to contribute in a new way, to go forward and to see the ways that God is calling us to enter into a new life of prayer. Because so often he's laid on our hearts and on our souls that desire to pray and to be in communion with them. But so many times different things get in the way of that. Nonetheless, there's the need to push those things to the side and to really contribute and to concern our hearts with that prayer. Whatever it might look like, whether it's reading scripture or simply setting apart a few minutes every day, looking for that opportunity to enter into prayer just a little bit more deeply during these 40 days. But then we also enter into this last idea, and so it's the very last one that he gives to us, and it's about fasting. That it's that reminder that Jesus himself calls us forward to fasting, to giving up different things for the sake of the kingdom. But so often it's for the benefit of our spiritual life as well. Because it's no mistake that we see and we find all sorts of different distractions that can enter into our spiritual life. Perhaps it's electronics, perhaps it's social media, perhaps there's a lot of different things that call for us to have our attention pointed towards it. And yet it always distracts us from the Lord our God. So in fact, this moment of fasting, these moments that we're given to deprive ourselves maybe of some things that aren't even necessarily bad for us, but it's a deprivation so that we can seek after what our heart truly desires and what it seeks for, namely the Lord our God. Because in fact, so many times we settle for things that are less than God, or maybe even sins or weaknesses, or different things that seem to pacify us for a little bit, but then in fact they fall away. But nonetheless, this moment of fasting, this moment of depriving ourselves even of some of the good things of this life, it gives us an openness and an opportunity to seek out our Lord in a more powerful, more bold, and more beautiful way. Because the Lord's calling us in this moment to make restoration, to make restitution, to return to the Lord with all of our hearts and with all of our souls. 
My brothers and sisters, and that is our very task for the next 40 days, to return to the Lord, to seek the ways that we have largely gone astray, and the ways that we have sinned, the ways that we have fallen short of the call of the gospel, and in fact, to seek the ways that we are to return to the Lord. And this isn't just a task for later, this isn't just a task when we get to it, but it's a moment right here and right now. It's a moment that these 40 days of Lent afford to us to continue to seek after the Lord and to seek after his grace. But then specifically, the ways that we are each called to follow in the Lord in a new and a bold way. Whether that be through prayer, whether that through be giving alms, whether that be through fasting, or whatever the Lord might have laid on our heart at this time. That all of these things seek to make amends with our Lord and our God, and seek to give us that restoration and that beautiful return to the Lord that we so each desire and we so desperately need. So my brothers and sisters, we're given this symbol of ash and we're given this symbol of the cross. We understand the cross and we know that it comes into play, especially at the end of the season of Lent. But let's not forsake that symbol of ash as well. Recognizing the areas of our hearts and our souls where we have gone after things that are less than great or those things that have taken us away from the Lord. And let's truly repent in dust and ashes, looking for those ways that we can return to our Lord and to our God during these 40 days and during every day and every opportunity that our Lord gives us now and until the end of time.